Welcome to the Thinking Deeper About Growth podcast. Today in this beautiful 1920s podcast studio at Blackfriars House, I have with me a very special guest, a very prominent Manchester businesswoman. And of course, it is Sandy Lindsay, MBE. I love the fact that you have letters after your name. <laughs> How much are you loving them? I love them. Absolutely. I'm very proud. I'm not as proud as my dad was, but uh, yeah, very proud. <laughs> oh, I've seen lots about your dad, actually. That's, oh, bless. Um, I just want to start off. So you, you were born and bred in Birmingham. You moved to Manchester. Um, you came to Manchester and you set up Tangerine in 2002. But if we could just, if I may, go back to the time of where you grew up, can you tell me a bit about your childhood? Yeah, I always say that um, the, my childhood is what made me the business person that I am because we, my mum and dad and me, ran a dance troupe. And uh, it was a kind of community dance troupe, very competitive. And there was three teams of 20 girls, all girls. Um, my dad was a trainer, my mum was a trainer of the younger ones. And I was... A trainer later and a leader and it is what made me the person I am you know all those lessons you learn being in sport which essentially it was a sports team teamwork communication skills getting on with people you don't particularly like motivation all of those things are what I realize I applied in business and you you come from quite humble beginnings don't you mm. yeah I grew up on one of the worst council estates in the country um, and um, I went to one of the worst schools in the country, uh, but I had amazing parents, um, so I was very lucky. Um, and, and because of that, I spend a lot of my time um, trying to make sure that people's postcode don't dictate their future success, which sadly it does too Social much. Social mobility. Yeah, yeah. And what skills do you think that you attained from coming out of such a, a, a challenging background? Well, the, the obvious things like resilience and, you, you know, getting on with stuff and realising that it's up to you to make things happen and, and things like that. So, but as I say, with the dance troupe, um, it, was, it was impossible not to learn all those skills. And I'm still in touch with some of the girls. In fact, I was with them this weekend, uh, three of my best friends from, from that time. So we've known each other since we were kind of eight. Amazing. So amazing relationships. Is that your motivation? Because you're known best, obviously, for Tangerine, but for all the work that you've done for the lifeblood of the industry within the PR and, and the digital markets, is that where it comes from? Um, I think so, yeah. I, I think um, I was never meant to start my own business. There was no way I was ever going to start my own business. My family doesn't do that. We work for other people. Um, so it's a, it's a huge shock that, that I've done it um, and that it's been a success. Um, but it's it's from those life lessons I learned, you know, asking for asking for help, admitting you don't know anything, um, and and getting things wrong. Um, and I always say you learn more from failing than you do from succeeding. And I've failed a lot <laughs> over the years. And when we talk about um, the, the life lessons that you're then teaching, because you're almost like a mentor to some of these uh, up and coming, emerging talents that, that are coming into the industries, what do you tell them? Oh, I mean, we could be here for a few hours, but <laughs> I think my most, my, my biggest lesson I learned early on, and I do share a lot, is it's really important to surround yourself with great people. Because if you do, you can't go wrong, you know, and, and that's not even within just your business. If you decide to start a business and just be a one-man band, you can still surround yourself with great people within your network. 
you know, you, you have a network of people, some of which are going to tell you you're amazing and wonderful and gorgeous, and some of which are going to tell you being a bit of a dick. Mm. And, and in and the PR world, actually, yes, exactly. that's quite challenging. Yeah, you need people who are going to be honest with you, and you know, and a, a circle of people you know who to go to to get the feedback on, or the kick that you need at that time. But within, certainly within a, a, a growing business, um, it's all about the people. Absolutely everything is about the people. And if you surround yourself with great people and then enable them to do their job, you can't fail. And talking about people, you actually then succeeded your business and brought in partners from your team. Um, well, I, when I, um, I always said that the point at which I started feeling like I wanted to step back from the day to day and maybe getting a bit old and you know didn't didn't want to be in the way. No chance. Um, I knew I would bring people in to, to help me run it. So I bought Sam and Mary in uh, about ten years ago now as MDs. So at the time Sam was B two B and Mary was consumer. Obviously that doesn't exist anymore. It's all one team, mm. um, and they've been absolutely fantastic. I mean they're always better than I ever was. It's absolutely superb practitioners, but also superb per business people and they are two different things which is another lesson um, and then also when um, I got to the point where I literally wanted to then step back and put it into somebody else's hands I said I'd find a way to put it into the hands of the people so in 2017 when we were 15 we did an employee ownership so now the people who are working at Tangerine own the business amazing how does that make you feel oh it's amazing it's it makes me so proud because our business was based on values. It was based on honesty, courtesy, respect. Everything was about eth ethics and values. And I thought the only way to make sure that those values continue into a new iteration of the business was if I put it into the hands of the people who helped me grow it. My, my agency before this um, was bought by VC and, and it decimated it. And I just never wanted to see that happen with, with Tangerine. This conversation makes me want to work for you. <laughs> Come on. <then>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, just talking about successes. I mean, it's interesting that you say, you know, you come from a background where, you know, we worked for people. You were never meant to have this successful business. Do you think you, you created the success or was it luck? I think there's a bit of both. I definitely found a skill for being a business person which has shocked me and, <laughs> and everybody else I think. I absolutely loved it. You know, it was just so just it's just something that came very naturally to me. I don't know why. I'm a very good people person. I'm, I've always been a good salesperson. Um, so it, it seemed I was better at running a business than I was at being a PR person. I was never actually that great at being a PR person, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm a, a very good business person. And um, it's, yeah, it's been a shock, but I've absolutely loved it. A very nice shock. And I see this massive glow of happiness around <laughs> you. So I'd like you to describe, in your own words, what happiness means to you. Oh, gosh. I mean, that would, again, that would take a long time. I think happiness is, is having an understanding at last, and it takes a while, of, of who you are and what's important in life. And I don't think it's necessarily something you can get when you're young, sadly. Um, is that defined by work? It Home. depends. It's up to you, isn't it? You know, some people can be happy working on a, um, a till at a, a supermarket. You see brilliant people and you have a good old chat with them and they seem incredibly happy. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's their choice, isn't it? And with me, I was always ambitious. Well, oh, latterly, I was ambitious. At first, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> but once I became ambitious, I became very ambitious and I've absolutely loved my career. And so, yeah, that has given me a lot of pride, but also it's important to have a cliched work-life balance 
because what you do also realize I think about five or six years into running the business I suddenly looked up and thought I don't have a life it's great I'm loving what I'm doing but I don't have a life so I started a book club um, and the, those sort of 12 13 women that are in my book club have become my absolute rocks in life accidentally and they're amazing and they again consist of some that are softer and some that are harder and we just are honest with each other um, and I always say it's really important to if, if work is everything it's too important and actually you won't do it well you, you need to have something that takes you away from work doesn't matter what it is whether it's needlepoint books um, travel whatever where, where was the tipping point for you I when think you it was realized. there. I think it was that kind of Was whole, that tipping point, a breaking point? Yeah, I was kind of really getting myself stressed about stupid things. I mean, and I'd go home and my husband at the time would say, come on, you know, no kittens have died. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst thing to say to a cat lover. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's got to be, yeah, the most important thing. Um, but, but I would get really stressed about everything and I'd be awake at night worrying and, and that's not good, that's not healthy because that makes you bad at your job. So you, you have to have other things in your life, other things that make you laugh, people around you that, that give you that source of happiness um, in order for you to be good at your, your day job, I think. And I see now your kind of new source of happiness um, seems to be this wonderful husband that you've got that's, <laughs> oh, look, you're smiling. <laughs> I love that. Um, do you, does, does a person create happiness for you or... Do you create your happiness? You create your happiness, for sure. One of the, I always do, I, in fact I did it this morning uh, with the new intake of apprentices in the Juice Academy. Um, I do my top 10 things I wish I'd known when I was starting out in my career. Uh, and one of them, in fact the final one is, um, you know, you're going to be surrounded by people, family, friends, workmates, will help you, other people help you, but actually the only person responsible for your happiness or otherwise is you. Bad things will happen they always do what will define you is, is how you respond to it and get back up and that that's a really good it's brought me to a really good point about a challenging time um, because we know that challenges are always going to come our way can we prepare for challenges or should we just allow them to take place in order for us to learn the lesson i mean some challenges you can't you can't allow for you know obviously people when you lose people in your life you're not expecting to lose either through divorce in my case or um, death in some cases and so you can't really prepare yourself for them but one of the biggest challenges in my life at the moment is um, strangely it's a first world problem is is <laughs> this semi-retirement thing that I'm trying to do and not doing very well I think when you are used to being central to everything and being busy and having a thousand things and people asking you for things and to try and to walk away from that, which is I'm very keen to do, is, is quite scary. Mm. And uh, when is it I an anticlimax. Yeah, think? And, and you hear some terrible stories about people who, you know, sell their business for squillions and then like drop jump down off dead. a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're not even necessarily just jump off a cliff, but have a heart attack or mm. the body just goes, all oh, right, we're done now, are we? <laughs> I mean, that's extreme, obviously. <laughs> but it's but it's more than that. When you're especially when you're used to being the centre of a, a thriving industry like we're in. To walk away from that and to think, oh, am I going to be irrelevant? And does that matter? And if so, how long away does it matter? And how could I get back in? And it's it's quite a scary time. How are you dealing with that? Uh, by doing lots of 
talking about it. That's how I deal with things. And are you finding that that's a problem across the board with yeah. several other people? Yeah, because a lot of my obviously friends are the same age and uh, they're selling their businesses or stepping down from their jobs and retiring or semi-retiring. And yeah, a lot of them are struggling with it. And it, it seems a strange thing. Most people go, just have fun, you know, forget it. Mm. But You now have time, which yeah. was so... Yeah, but, but maybe there's too much time. And what do you do if there's too much time? And you get bored, because I get bored really quickly. <laughs> and you've really. done the book club, so... Yeah, I've done the book club. I've got my theatre group. I've got, I'm doing the Maybe garden. you need a travel club. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's all that that's going on. And, and this is the life stages, you know. Maybe this is my TEDx talk or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the life stages you go through, I'm sure. You heard it here first, people, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Who does Sandy Lindsay uh, look up to, uh, see as a mentor? Because you, for me, you've always been a, a massive work inspo just because of the way you are resilient, the way you are not super busy, but you know, you're involved in so many different projects, you're spinning so many plates, but you're still giving back. Mm. Um, you're making sure that the lifeblood of this industry is learning the right skills, particularly from you know, your own life lessons. Um, who, who's your mentor? I think there's a lot. I don't think I've got one mentor. There's a lot of people in my life. Obviously, my first business partner, Sarah, she's been absolutely instrumental in the success of the business. I always say if it wasn't for her, Tangerine would be the noisiest business that never went anywhere and never made any money. We'd be broke. Um, Sam and Mary, all the girls in the book club. Um, I have had some official mentors in my life, like Ali G, as I call him, Alistair Gornall. Um, and all those people have given me these different you know, tidbits of information that I've kind of gathered. And whenever I meet somebody that I admire, I will say, what's your most important life tip that you've learned that you can pass on to me? Amazing. Thank you so much. It no was man. an honour, honestly. <laughs> sure. Thank I'm you. Sure very, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>